bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. Congratulations, Detroit. You can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself. The homicide tool has reached a nice even 750. Details on the latest leveling from Police Sergeant... Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... ...in the morning. The Hitless Tigers could use this guy's talents. Mount Clemens police have a 36-year-old man in custody. Seems he got home about 5 o'clock this morning from an all-night spree. That ticked off the little lady who unleashed a verbal barrage at the man. That apparently the last straw for him. He picked up his genuine Willie Mays power eyes lightning strike Louisville slugger baseball bat. Proceeded to hit a thousand on the woman's head. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Welcome back to Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh, a very special edition of the show. You've got Posh, of course, as you expect, and another Armstead. Mm-hmm. Please welcome to the program, Aaron Armstead. Thank you very much. It's about time you featured the other Armstead. I've only been, what, working for Sidetrack now for two years? Um, Not keeping count. Yeah, let's see, um, 2017, Memphis, Michigan Minis, still haven't gotten the crew shirt yet. Really? Nope. Do you, what size do you, what size um, do you? Um, smaller, medium, probably growing towards a medium, but still small. Crap. <laughs> yeah, I remember one of the people from Michigan Minis. Am I allowed to mention names on the show? Yeah, do you want, that is rule number one. We always. Oh yes, drop that's names. right. Well, I remember there was name dropping. Then there was name dropping, but we drop names. True. We yeah. litter the ground with names and accusations, and some of them occasionally are even true. Good. Well, it's not an accusation. Just mentioning who it is. Um, trying to remember her last name, but was at one point Sarah Bishop. Daughter of Mike Bishop, uh, owner of oh, the Michigan Minis, uh, operator. Speaking of uh, sidetrack, by the way, yes, I do realize I owe you a phone call, Mike Bishop, and that'll happen sometime in the future, tomorrow maybe. Well, if not, you can see him at, probably at the fish fry of a legion if Do you want to go. Do it live! <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah, I was at a poll, let's see, it was um, Pigeon this past year, and he was saying he's going to give oh, me a crew boy. shirt. And I know Sarah Bishop had one on. As for, it's like, really, you already have one? I don't. She said, It'll pro- it's probably because I have boobs. And then Andy came in, mentioned it, said, yeah, it's because she has boobs. I don't. Thank God for that. Yep, that shows how much little brother meant. <laughs> oh, boy. Are you laughing, Biatch? Oh, man. Yeah, so it's about time I'm on. So, yes, it's way past time that we had you in here. Mm-hmm. Lots going on, man. It's uh, We're in the heart of the season, but um, that isn't necessarily the, the focus or the, the purpose of this program. Indeed, indeed, indeed. It's more about remembering our, our buddy. Well, more than a buddy for you, for sure. I, I call him yeah. a brother, but you really can. You, yeah. you can say that. Yeah, I think I can. After all, I've only known him for, let's see, 23. I was going to go on 24 years. So I guess you could say I knew him all my life. Shared a mother and father. So I think that makes me his brother. 
just a bit. And you, you know, there were some stories that came out of his, his funeral that I really, tell me about distant cousin. Oh yeah. So well, I remember Andy from a very young age had a fascination with pandas. So he got uh, quite a few stuffed pandas. He had Pandy, he had Chin Chin, he had Bamboo, named because they had a little piece of fake bamboo on him. Then one day, my dad just gave him a gorilla. So then he adopted a gorilla idea, and how he had ten of them. One of this was this big one, he always called Distant Cousin. And of course, anybody who knows anything about Darwin knows how that name came to be. And I wish he was here now because <laughs> distant cousin jokes. Um, it's it, it don't it, don't take them off color. It's not where I'm coming from, but just. Mm. Yeah, how I remember how mom told the story. If you know, I do remember this. It was before we redid our front porch, made a part of our living room. How we still have the old decorative steel hanging around there for the. Holding up the roof and whatever. While he was hanging off of that, swinging like a monkey. Mom told him, hey, look, the bus is coming. He got off, went right to the driveway. That <laughs> She did tell that story. Yeah, I remember that. I was in kindergarten, I believe. And then, how he... This was also back before they had um those suitcases with wheels, so everybody used duffel bags. And he had an old... It was like a... I think it was white at one point, but it was off white by then. Duffel bag that he would put all of his stuff in. And how uh, he packed it and packed it. Mom and dad told him, you're not taking all those gorillas in. So don't worry, I won't. They always have a few hardcover books, nonfiction. Like something World War II or whatever. Because I always have the train books. He had World War II oh. stuff. And he, he had a thing for trains. Boy, did he ever. Oh, my. Yep. Well, help that growing up, we watched Thomas the Tank Engine, first narrated by Ringo Starr. And that, George Carlin. Yep. Find <laughs> the set of dirty words comedian. Indeed. Doing a kid's show. Indeed. And he was the best one they ever had. But yeah, well, we also have rail line going up, so he had that stuff. Well, your way, back to try to avoid too much digression before I forget anything. This is what sidetracked is. True, true, we do. true. We get, we just, <laughs> he named that, you know. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, p- people don't know that. He he named it Sidetracked. It was his train obsession, and he knew we were going to get derailed. <laughs> and uh, here we are. Yeah, we're going to need a breakdown train for that one. Uh, yes. <sighs> but, yeah, where was I? Oh, yeah, Distant Cousin. Yes, distant cousin. Yeah, so the he, Florida trip for distant cousin. Yep, how we always went down to Florida each year around Easter, because how way the school system they had at that time, spring break was right, right after Easter, and yes, that's when school still honored Easter. Not to name a few places, Bowling Green, that didn't honor it or even recognize it. They had fish on Thursday. Seven thousand Catholics and they had fish on Thursday. Terrorists from Ohio. Yeah. <sighs> To think I live right near the fairgrounds all the time. Did anybody there, I mean, you went to Bowling Green State University. Did anybody really realize what was going on across town? No. Of course not. Oh, I have a professor whom I got off 
quite well. He was my professor. Now he's the dean of the College of Music. Uh, they were doing a piece at one concert called The Redneck Songbook 2. And the first movement was called Full Pull. Remember, they brought down the screen in the concert hall. They shown, of all people, Adam Kester. If, what was the name of his tractor now? I forget. Oh. It's not Footloose. That's it. Not du- Double Down? No, no. That's Tim Howe at Double Down. Walk the Line is the non-full body one. And, yeah, it was uh, a full body. Footloose is dad's. Mm. Yeah, Mental Block. I, I'm right there with you. I used I to know remember. it. But it featured him going down the track. Of course, being Adam Kester. He went out the gate. I think this was when Keith Bradley was still alive. So may have been. They had where they were screaming full pull. Then the music started. Oh, okay. but Professor S. Well, have you ever been to the tractor pulls? I'm like, shit. That's how I know of this school. Yes. <laughs> Ugh. Forgot about the drops. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we still are lacking on this program is a proper producer who can run this thing so that I don't have to do it because I get so distracted and just get lost in it. And hey, that's quite a voice you've got there. You ever think about doing radio? Yeah. Uh, no. Anyway, how aren't we sued for infringement on that? Um, Because we back channel obscurely have the licenses to do whatever we want so uh man this guy's radio career is shot <laughs> i'd say i had to study this shit <sighs> anyway i think that's allowed yeah we're not allowed you, to say another word so yeah that's there, fine. we we promised mom that on this yep. show anyway we would not say that word yep so I'll just say a whole bunch of I'm sorry, but in point blanks. For this one, this show anyway. <laughs> and I, I will absolutely honor that because, Mom, we love you and we're thinking yes, about Yes, we you. do. But yeah, let's see. Oh, yeah, Distant Cousin. How we always went down around Easter and we still have the conversion van at the time. How, so we were able to grab our stuff out. Now, like the more home where we had all the hatches and whatnot. So... We, I swear we got down to at least Monroe. And what does he bring out? This big old gorilla with these two <laughs> black eyes. And he said, look, Mom. And she looked right in the back mirror. <laughs> he packed two pairs of clothes. I always thought it was one pair. And he had a distant cousin. <laughs> your ability for storytelling is, not, or storytelling is not diminished from your mother's because that's exactly how it... <laughs> True, true. <laughs> but yeah, you say mom and Aunt Sue had to do so much laundry. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Because she said, oh, we went to Bell's. I don't remember that. We did laundry. <laughs> uh, it, it, and it's all, it, you know, those of you who know him, you, you know that story. That You can just picture every single second of it. Oh, yeah. I think I was always in the backseat, so I couldn't see the look on his face. But you know, he had that shit eating grin. Oh, know. did he ever? <laughs> did he ever? And and we, everybody who knew him knew knows what that grin looks like. Mm-hmm. We do, yeah, we lived it. And you don't want to know what was going on behind those eyes. No, no, <laughs> no. He he would only give you he'd give you a piece of it. You knew what? Yeah, 
He, you knew what you, he wanted you to know, but that's, that was the end of it. Oh yeah. I swear me and him, we would probably be one day whacked by the mob for knowing too much. Not about our operation, just knowing too much. Yeah. Where the bodies are buried. And he, yeah. he knew where the bodies were buried. So I'm in a way I'm, I'm safe. Well, he was a teamster. Don't forget. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, never mind. And you know who the, who the president of Teamsters is, right? Uh, not anymore. Jim Hoffa, Jr. Yep. Yeah. Well, we still speculate as to where Senior is buried, and anytime anything comes up that is uh, of circumspect origination, uh, it gets raised that perhaps Jimmy Hoffa is in there. Yeah. How. Yeah, he was in Michigan that, it's like, guys, have some common sense. This was the mid-70s. There was Zug Island nearby, and there was a Rouge plant for Ford. He's probably oh, thrown nice. into a steel mill. Very nice. Yeah, he was thrown to a steel mill. Went to the bumper of a Ford Pinto. Detroit, hello. <laughs> the guy better idea? Uh, it might have been the incinerator. Bad, too. At 94 and 75. I Who think- knows? I think a steel mill is easier to... Ends on a giant stadium, so supposedly some <laughs> farm out in Clarkston. Why not the Silverdome? It, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that was what, 74, maybe. 75? Uh, that, would, that, would, that could work. Yeah. Let's add to the conspiracy. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, the, the, his gift, you talked about it. In your tribute to him, um, go into some of that, what you uh, had to say, some of your remarks, because it was really, to hear what you and your, and Alex had to say, I, w- I, I, I wish, I know he had to go back home, back, back to Cali, and I wish Alex could be here tonight, but go into some of what you had to say at the remembrance that night. Yeah, and honestly, I wish Alex was here, because granted, he hasn't pulled in well, at least 15 years, he was there at the very start that Andy started pulling. I believe yeah. that was when they, he had to drive the A over to Goodles, and Alex had to drive the H. Yeah. And that A on, what are those, 26-inch tires? Those can't uh, move. No. 12 miles an hour in road gear, quote-unquote. Yeah, the only thing slower would be what, John Deere A? Ouch. Yeah, uh, let's face it. Johnny Popper. Yeah, maybe in L.A., who knows? A two-cylinder, who cares? It's not no, important. I'm asking your opinion. <laughs> but, yeah, he was always there for us, just... I know, for me, I wasn't necessarily closest to him. We love you, Chargilly, but we weren't close. At least to say. We grew closer by later years, but... He was seven years older than me. So, when I was born, he was in first grade. We never were even in the same school together. No. Of course, look at birthdays. He was born the 27th of April. My brother Alex, the 22nd of May. I was born the 8th of September. Wrong area of a month. And I should have honestly been June to continue the lineage. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was always the big brother. And he always tried straightening me out. All the stuff he did, he didn't want me to do that. He would always watch what I said. In fact, if I ever made a slip up, he was, he always got me on it. Sometimes it'd be constructive. Other times, 
It would be the third degree. It was always the third degree. <laughs> yes, very much he, so. He, he definitely put you through the ringer and made sure you knew. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. He had that... I, uh, he had a, a, a photographic memory, but I think you and Alex do too, and so is your dad. Alex, not so much. He says nope. he's more organized, so he forgets stuff. No, well, it's just he's just filing it away, and he, he just goes delete and yeah. puts it in that corner. <laughs> but I think I think you and Alex both have that, and, and oh, so yeah. he gets it. He gets it from Mark. He gets yeah. it from your dad. I've had conversations with Mark about stuff, and and he will remember names and places and things. And th- that was a gift that Drew gave to. The, the entire world was his ability to, he had, he had a five second conversation with you. He remembered you and you were friends. It didn't, he, you were on common ground. And that was something that was special that I, I don't, I can't do that. I cannot do that. That is not my gift. Yeah. The, the piece of sidetracked and, and the piece of the Armstead family that, it, that he offered up was that piece. I don't have that ability. I don't remember names. I don't remember places. I'm, I can remember machines. I can remember idiot specs on a thing. So call it idiot savant if you want. But his ability to be every man. Oh yeah, you're right though. He did get from my dad because I'm just thinking my dad. Oh, he started going tractor pulls back in the seventies. That was back when for the TTPA. You were on a dyno. No speed limits, but they took you to a dyno right after. Yeah, that was a thing. Now, for some reason, he doesn't remember Ralph Richardson, but he clearly remembered Morstein quite dearly. He remembered Don Eagle, Max Tanton. Of course, he knew Buck Johnson, whom still pulls. Yeah, a lot of those guys. I mean, they're just legends. Just bring up those. Oh, yeah. Just bring up those names. He remembers them quite well. You remember what tractors they had and everything. We went down to, um, uh, shoot, brain fade. Forgive me. I've been drinking tonight. Uh, Monroe County, whatever. And, uh, uh, Frank, Frank the Tank, those of you who know, who listen to the show will know who I'm talking about. He's got Daryl Martin's old 460 and had that down there and, and we were playing around with it. And Drew remembered the tractor. I did on tangentially, but my remembrance of it came through some uh, Armada fair footage that I had been provided by the Broll family. But Drew specifically remembered it, and I, I took a test lap on it. And you know, it was a tractor I grew up with, so it was cool to cool. And thanks again to Frank for um, getting the opportunity to drive that. But Drew really remembered some setup issues and we started addressing some problems back in the pit area with that tractor. And that would not have happened given my own knowledge and, 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 you know, not taking anything from Frank, but he didn't know the history on the tractor, but Drew did. Mm-hmm. I'd say he could figure out a setup. He could remember it. I think that's one thing we could do is on the sidelines. I know I can do it. We can figure out what went wrong with a run. 
Like I could tell you, I could yeah. be a Bowling Green. I could tell you where it stopped, when that pan hit, yes, whatever. Chassis setup issues and things like that. But if there was something intrinsic wrong with 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 ignition timing or a carb setup, Drew knew it. We didn't. We could we could we could get to the oh yeah superficial, but to deep deep dive on it, he you know, he and he was he was a technician at TNT. Still, yeah. still a teenager. Yeah, because he did the tech center, how he did agricultural mechanics. Actually, his first start was with our cousins, the Toits, over at North Star Farm Supply. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. He pulled wrencher for a year. In fact, he placed third at Skills USA over in Lansing that year. And that's where he met Kyle Lattenbacher, who, is, who has been a resource on the Alice Chalmers front and continues to be a, a good competitor here in this area, mm-hmm. in this area. But yeah, the, the, the toy connection, huge. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got his gift of gab. Let's, yes. let's, let's, let's pay, let's pay the do where it belongs. <laughs> it belongs to the tights. Oh yes. In fact, we probably don't have it as bad as some of our relatives. No, if, he, he I- was so proud uh, to be another what third or is it even fourth generation of a no Leo Toit was our great uncle, so that'd be third generation. The so third generation to be a Toit on mm-hmm. the microphone at the Armada Fair for that poll. And if you're if you're in the Midwest, you you're aware of that event. It's an outlaw poll, non-sanctioned, but big deal. And really, Rue. Rue has been on Mike in that arena, so fourth generation toy. Third. Third generation there. Oh, okay. So he was very proud of that. And oh, yeah. That was, you know, that was the poll where I got introduced to this and and really was a formative for me. And to bring Drew in and and, and find out after the fact what his his family history was there. And I have a Very trivia cool. question for you. What what was the first year he announced there? 1995, he introduced Wayne yes. Fighter because Tom Hartzell passed him the mic. And Tom, Tom, if you're listening, you were, and you know this, we've, we've talked about it. Tom, you were his hero. You were the guy. Well, yeah, because the only poll we went to back in the day that he didn't announce, but he was always there, was Bowling Green. Yeah, indeed. Because he is up in the crow's nest. Yep, absolutely. That was the thing. I remember the main polls we went to. Like, we went to Brigden one year. I believe he did that. We always went to the Spring Nationals in Emily City. Oh, what a show that used to be, too. Great venue, too. Terrible track, but great venue. Terrible. Yeah, it never was a good track. And and prayers out to Bob. He's been in a tough spot. And uh, we hope for for him and Lisa that everything works out well and we get to see him this summer because we understand there's some cool-ass stuff coming out of Joe Stock Stables. Besides a tractor gone spook and a wild child? That's the rumor. Mm. Something that'll have a UNL somewhere placed on it. Is he finally going to go six engine like he talked about back in 98? <laughs> we we will have to see. We'll have to see. I don't I know. I'd love to see that. It'd be awesome. Does he say he was going to go six Chevys back in 98, 99? And the Chevys, yeah, yeah. The Chevys can't, can't keep up. They can't. Tell it's not, that. 
even even Captain Dump Truck Motors <laughs> had to had to go Keith had to go Keith Blacks. Uh, if you're gonna yeah. go KB, go Olds. KB Olds rock the world. the The most recent KB Olds powered modified out of this country had history with the Wilcox family and the chassis. And that trucker has gone out into Pennsylvania, I think. I thought it was Connecticut. Oh, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Went, went all the way to New England. I'm hoping that tractor will be at the Keystone this weekend. Ooh. And we can see how it stacks up against some other thumb-based engine, um, modified chassis. Uh, the Zippy tractor that had the independent front suspension and whatever, <laughs> I forget, for power plants. Um, one of Bruce Brown's old chassis is also out there. Mm. So that's that's some good stuff to look forward to. And P. Kingston, shout out to you. We we're gonna do this. Shout out to P. Kingston, huge follower of this program and endorser of us here uh, from New- Western New York. He is is running his Ford at Keystone this weekend. Good luck to you, sir. And um, uh, sorry we can't make it. Um, I feel bad. I know you reached out to us. We talked and um, really wanted to be there. But, uh, you know, I got got to stay home. Got to be dead. I got stuff with my kids this weekend. So good luck to you, sir. Hope hope you kick his ass. I'd say I think I missed out the pull on the pull I wanted to go to because I believe it was tonight was a garden tractor pull at Keystone. Are are they, are they running there tonight? Yeah, they run national quarter scale. Oh, NQS. Awesome. Yeah, because I know there were bowlers from NQS in Kimball Township. Can't remember his name, but he was from Kimball. Interesting. I you know, the, the 108 it, that brings up another story. The 108 that's out there in the garage, right? Yeah. I bought that originally from um oh forgive me. I'm I'm drunk. <laughs> Up in Reese, Michigan, a uh, Jansen equipment. Yes, yes. God, I I I knew I'd bring it out. You know, Andy has a truck door from there. Well, from Breckenridge. Really? Yeah. How our uncle had a cottage up in Farwell, so we we're going up to see him. We stopped at Jansen in Breckenridge. Uh, that's why I remember going to MX Tractor. Actually, probably a CX was open station. I'm like, hey, I can actually reach a pedals on this. I was eight or nine. Reaching pedals on a tractor was a big deal. How uh, he found a dumpster, this door that I guess it got into an accident on their company truck, the Jan's Equipment KSIH. He took that door. It was in our motor home for that time, and it's now in our barn door. Or not in our barn door, in our barn. Oh, yeah. So about this 108, 750 bucks. Had a manual trans, which you want for pulling, right? Mm-hmm. Of course. I bought that thing and had this grand idea that I'm going to go garden tractor pro stock pulling because, you know, that's the entry level and that's that's what we're going to do. And uh, then then met my first wife. And so suddenly the 108 became the means to mow the lawn, which was fine because, I, you know, I love the thing. I, I did it. And I could shift that thing as fast as you can run any hydro shift. I don't care. 
what it is. I could, I, I could shift it faster than anything hydro shift. I love that. Well, anyway, we ran that, ran that on the, the acreage we had and what have you. Got to the point of our, our divorce, which, you know, you listen to the show, you know that story. Anyway, so, so the, the, I was hard up. Sold to Drew. 200 bucks. It's yours. He comes, gets a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Takes, takes a tractor, takes the mower deck. And that tractor, let's, let's, let's start here. All right. Cast grill. Mm-hmm. Wide, wide chassis. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a 10 horse. But full gear drive rear end. This damn thing weighs a thousand pounds plus. He gets it. He gets it. He puts that single stage snow thrower on the front of it. And he's cleaning out his his driveway there. <laughs> and it's blocked up. He sticks his finger in there and he's he chops his finger off with it. Well, he, I wind up with a thing. It, it's now in my garage. He's got the, the wheel weights he put in it, the, 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 the cub version of a TA. The thing now weighs 1,200 pounds. My father-in-law, Gary, God bless his soul, he and I loaded the thing out of the house, and we brought it back here and both blew our backs out getting this thing in versus... <laughs> This versus the Sears because it outweighs it by like seven thousand pounds. Uh, yeah, did you hear how he flipped it? It, it, it probably, but go ahead, tell yeah. please tell the story. Oh, uh, it was at our house. The tractor's name is Cliff. Cliff, yes, Cliff. Cliff is the that was a name he bestowed on it. Yes, after he required it from me. Yeah, because a series he bought, he named Norman. They call him Norm. And, of course, well, if you already have Norm, you have to have Cliff. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, he would take that one, though, to the shows and the parades, Matt, since I believe he was still involved with HPA team at the time. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that little trailer with the little lawnmower seat for Stephanie to ride on and hold on to her dear her, life. Her perch, to, you know, for him to pray. Yeah. Steph was his trophy. I mean, he loved her. True. I still have a big heart on the chalkboard down by the pool table in the basement saying, Drew loves Steph. Keep that forever. I plan on it. Yeah, you better, because I'll kick your ass if you don't. <laughs> it's been on there for 15 years. Like, I'm going to rip it now? I, well, hey, <laughs> just, just provide motivation. Okay. But, yeah, how he would borrow... How he always cursed the vehicle, but he always borrowed it and always drove it was my family's <laughs> Oldsmobile Bravada, which I think oh, we man. went through. I believe it was on second. Uh, no, the engine, I think. It was, no, the engine was the second one. The transmission was the only thing that was original on that whole vehicle, I swear. Because we even had to change up a rear axle on it. It was a lemon. We had to have a quarter turn valve to turn on the heat each day. And it blew heat no matter what time of year. How he would use that in our little homemade single axle trailer to tow that thing around. How he would do it is he would back it up onto our ditch. How we have this concrete ditch at our house. He would back it up into there and he would drive it off. Well, one time, I believe it was after an HPA team parade, he was doing that. Instead, the tractor flips over on him 
like it does, I swear, a whole 360, broke the cast front end. I'd say he was lucky he survived it. That's like, how stupid could you get? Keep going. Okay, little... good. Everything uh, yeah. going all right? No, it's, good, it's good, not good. just you. I don't know what the hell happened. Okay, I don't know what happened either. Ignore it. But yeah, he flipped it and he broke the cast front end. I don't think anybody could do that elsewise. Keep going. Okay. We'll try to think from that. Let's see. I don't remember what other stupid stuff he did about more, but he did quite a bit. Um, I got a good one. Yeah, oh, there we go. We're back. Uh, d- the 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 window story. Oh the yes, the window story in the market. Because you you weren't there. You you can tell this story and get away with it. Well, I could too, but I couldn't tell it as good as you could <laughs> because you grew up with it and you uh, weren't even alive for it. No, I think I, yeah, Andrew was probably six at the time. If not, I might have been a real small baby. Uh, this was back before we ate put on the pole barn. Now, uh, my dad, he redid all the windows on our barn, this old block barn. Now, uh, he made sure they were looking all nice and new, painting them red, whatever. Andy has the idea of playing fireman. Of course, what do firemen do? They break windows and they rescue people. What do you do? He got these rocks with Alex and he started chucking them at the windows. He couldn't get them, but Alex could since Alex was that good of a throw. Yes. Every window in the back of that barn was shot. Or I should say was broken. I believe actually the fronts were too. Because I remember my dad had to redo all those again. He did. Yep, needless to say, we now have some plywood on the back. Like my dad still? Came... Still even now? Yeah, well, one we blocked up because when we put on the pole barn. But yeah, nobody's going to see it. <laughs> Carry on. Ignore this. Oh my, you're almost like the forals. Keep talking. Okay, okay. I'd say remind me of a forals taking a selfie before put you, you pull. Put you on the spot. God. <laughs> but yeah, my dad came in from work. Said, where are the kids? I'm going to kill them. It broke every window. Never replaced them. To this day, they're still not replaced. Yep. You know, and we, we uh, that was a thing that, that came up. So people know this. Uh one of the one of those seminal moments, Andrew and I, we, we were good friends. Well, when I when I got to the point where I was ready and um, was ready to meet somebody, <laughs> he he sent us, and we've told the story before. I won't recount it all, but we we he set me up with Tanya. He totally mm-hmm. did. Second Bop this bar and grill. <laughs> And oh, that uh, was after a stressful day. Oh, uh, that was yeah. after Gira. Oh, well, t- Gira came after we were already dating at the Aussie asshole in the background. No, I think you guys actually met. No, it was Wait, at Gira after Gira. No, it was before, but hold on a second because I've got to go ape shit. I don't know if you heard that, but hold the hold on. Shut up!
All right. Anyway, because yeah. we've got asshole Australian shepherds. Anyway, that came after. That actually came after that. The story of them uh, bringing that trailer back from Garrett happened probably. Yeah, I want to say six weeks after we were quote unquote official, whatever. They, I had to work. I had to work that weekend at the bank, and and they went up there with a four sixty, and just bad things proceeded to happen. Yep. Yeah. Bad, Broke two tires, just blue. Bad shit on the trailer, and and Drew was properly and completely frightened by it, and and so was Tanya, but uh, no. Um, that, you know, that was, that was the early beginnings for the two of us. And, and here we are now, even today. And, uh, I started this somewhere. I don't remember where I was going. With Wait a minute. This. Was it Peck that was it after Peck or something? Cause I remember I, how Andy took me up to one of the poles and my keys were in like a bag somewhere in his truck. So I had to wait for my dad to bring the spare keys. Remember, you two were out talking on Locust Street, just talking, talking. Yeah. Oh, Vera was just waiting. It was like, well, after 10 o'clock, and you guys were still talking. I was like, holy crap, this might lead to something. There, you know, actually, this this brings to an interesting story. The night we almost burned that house down. Ooh, this I never heard of. Because Duchess was there, right? You know, it fit, yeah. it fit in the garage, mm-hmm. and it was literally like 16th of an inch to get that stack underneath the, the threshold of the 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 roll-down... Uh, uh, garage door? Gr- yeah, garage door. So he, he gets the idea one night. He's like, hey, you know, the season's coming up. Let's let's run the valves on this thing. Let's Let's check all the clearances and all that. So fine, we we pull the, we pull the manifolds off and and pull the valve cover and we set everything. We we get the you know feeler gauges and and we run all the valves, get through it all, and everything's good. We're done. We're drinking Budweiser while this is going on. And we get done, and we we put all the the valve cover back on. Everything is sealed. We put what we needed to on, 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 on the gasket and get it sealed all up and, uh, put the plug wires back on everything. And, uh, he, he takes off out of the garage and, uh, goes, goes around the block and he comes back and something doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. I don't know what's wrong. Something doesn't sound right. And we got two cylinders off. It's it's printed on the stinking distributor cap what the firing order is. <laughs> I proceed to unplug wires and not get two out of phase, but get four out of phase. Next thing you know, we got fire coming out of the stack in the garage, blasting the drywall on the ceiling. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, shut it off. And, you know, in our stupor, we're just, laughing like a couple of clowns we we push it outside and then finally the the brainstorm hits hey it uh, it's on there what do you get one four five <laughs> put the plugs on the right way and all, off he goes and uh the pulling season began but that's yeah that was that was our that was our modus operandi 
And I believe that was the last year Duchess stayed at Locust Street. It, it was. It was. It was. And it wasn't that reason, though. It, and that's fine with it. And you know what? The Rocket lived there. The Rocket lived there right through it. And the Rocket still lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, th- things. The, the stories. The stories it seems like half those mechanical difficulties he did to himself. You know what? It doesn't matter. We had a god darn good time. Oh, having, yeah. I'm just yeah, remembering just from it. years ago, too. He always wanted to work on the tractors. Like, one year he got Super A pistons and sleeves for his A for pulling. Then he also said, oh, I want a straight pipe. So one year for Christmas, he got this straight pipe for the tractor. Now, he pulled that for a few years. Then how, in order to keep his grades up, how he's very bright kid he never did that well in school he just i guess didn't care for it in fact he still owes a detention to marysville high school that brings up a story i'll let you finish this one but i want you to bring up another driving the tractor yes oh yes i can't remember who the friend's name was but he lived in town how the bet was andy had to drive the 8a6 to school and then his friend would have to drive his lawnmower to school. Uh, this was back when, for the old Mary's Law High School, if any of those you who might remember it, it was there for 78 years. It was an old hulk of a building. Pile of shit. Yeah, they were out of janitor's closets to convert into classrooms. I'm not even joking on that. They actually did that. I will agree that the new version is akin to architecture of a prison because I helped build it. Yes, I remember looking at it, and a friend of mine said, Hey, this looks like something from the Green Mile. Yeah. I helped hang doors in there and also do all those clouds in the cafeteria. <laughs> that was me in a past life. Well, at least they finally put paint on the walls and they're not just white. Yeah, now that I'm gone. <laughs> I won't introduce you to where I went to middle school. <laughs> But yeah, for Overflow Parking, though, at the old high school, they would have him at the Lutheran Church right across the way yes. from the stadium. Yep, exactly. So he didn't have a license yet. He didn't have a parking permit. But he drove it to school. Parents said, yeah, no problem. What's that going to do? He has a slow-moving vehicle sign. We have flashers on it. That thing can go at least 20. And that's the way I grew up, and that's the way I'm going to be. Exactly. So he drove it in. It was well within the lines. After all, it's shorter wheelbase than most cars. Especially compared to his friend Steve Engelbrecht's 64 Impala. Boring. I know, I know, I know. Your way for principal and uh, PA system. Whoever drove that tractor in, please report to the office. And the principal, he's a little out of touch, to say it that way. Yes, my brother. Do your parents know that you took this? He said, no, I hid the bushes. What do you think? Uh, well, then he tried claiming, well, you know you're not allowed to drive a tractor in the city of Marysville. He said, okay, by construction has tractors. John Carlo has tractors. Marysville Public Schools has tractors. A DPW has tractors. Whoa, you're angry. <laughs> he said, well, that's industrial. The only difference is a serial number. Now, he just left that huff. Actually, he even tried threatening to impound it. My brother said, well, it's legal, and try throwing a boot on it. Then, once the principal stormed off, 
vice principal finally spoke up how he came from Memphis. He's used to the farm scene. He said, I just thought it was funny. Then come parent-teacher conferences, the principal talked to my mom, said, this will never happen again now, will it? She told him, well, I told him he could take it to the prom. Yes, <laughs> thank you, Mom. I love you. And then, let's just say there was a big bogger truck by the time I went to school. She told the vice principal, he's like, well, is he allowed to drive a tractor then? Well, Michigan's a beautiful state. I think you like it a lot. <laughs> but yeah, he did that. Needless to say, a friend shirked out on the bet. Just do it! <laughs> Hell of a good dude. Oh, yeah. Let's see. For polling, though, how we got the... That's, this is how we got the 656. Now, it was in order to keep his grades up, Mom and Dad wanted to have something for leverage over him. I, I wanted you to go into that. Thank you. Yeah, it's like, so if you get good grades, you get to pull this tractor. Now, originally, my dad admits he wanted the other Smith tractor. What was it? Bob Smith? Yeah. Yeah, they wanted his 460. Instead, he had to sell for Greg's 656. And I'm not sure what happened to Bob's 460. I don't know where that went. I think a guy by the name of Heberling bought it. Oh, really? That's the black tractor that... Yes. We're going to leave that alone. He, Yeah, Gary painted it black over that, the cream hood. That explains a lot. I that, that explains a lot. I'll leave it at that. Those <laughs> of us locally know. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, that was a tough running 327. Uh, yes, it was. And we know... I know why... I'm going to shut up. <laughs> Self-preservation here. But yeah, it's still running. In fact, now both tractors are yes, once again is. competing. Yes, it is. Yep, I... both sister tractors compete against each other. I've beaten it a few times. God oh, damn it! <laughs> but yeah, we went to a man that most people in the thumb might have known the name of was Larry Morell up in Ugly. How he would sell pulling tractors for some odd reason with all of your used farm equipment. Man, it's crazy. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I can make that much money in five seconds. You don't want to know how much he charged. He could. But yeah, he bought, well, my parents bought the tractor and 12 weights. And also we got a cat at the same time. We named it Farmall. I, I like money. <laughs> but yeah, we named the cat Farmall. How my bro always said, most expensive cat I've ever bought. I don't give a damn. <laughs> but yeah, we got that this one. This is why we need a damn executive producer because I can't I can't do this and engage with him and it's just <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah, I can barely walk and chew gum. Oh, even even the finger keep keep going. Okay, just go, okay. Just go. Just go. And he'll say though that tractor we had to do a few things before um we bought media. it. Should I mention this? Uh, um, yeah, we had something illegal on the tractor. Oh, hold on, hold on. Are we are we going to start a rant? No, I'm just going to mention what we had on it. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, bye. Yeah, needless to say, we found a nitrous oxide hookup on this tractor. Really? Yes. Now, so this is something I didn't even know. Do, do tell. Yeah, well, we've heard, I know one of the past owners, I'm not going to say who was, because I know of a family and they're probably listening. Do it live! You want me to? 
we don't hold back on names. Yeah, we think Larry might have put it on. Because oh. I heard a story about bad acts in the 80s where a piston went through a brand new case. Come on, guys, watch the camera. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Jesus Christ. So after that, we can kind of guess, but luckily I don't think he ever actually put a bottle on the tractor because the engine still runs to this day. Not well, but runs. Uh, it runs, but... Mm. And it ran about 5,000. Mm. <laughs> well, after, until my brother messed with it. Um... <laughs> you want to do it now? Because that tractor we have problems with. I remember if a parking brake would stick. Of course, me being little brother, I want to play on the tractor. What'd you do? So, Neil said I was pressing the pedals, and the parking brake stayed down. Well, we went to Brown City. He pulled with it on. Wonder why he didn't go far. What's happening? I couldn't tell you how many times he sent that tractor on the track and it just puked. God damn it! <laughs> Uh, needless to say, I have more, I have a better track record on that tractor than he did. Don't write me a book, kid. <laughs> he wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> that's, that's actually true. Yeah, he, he had a love-hate with that thing. And that's yeah, so the best time I ever ran was on five cylinders in a 7,000 pound class. It's a piece of crap, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, if only he knew, I could actually tile that thing in. Or just like one time how he was taking the 460 and mine up to Duckerville. How he got the peeling. How it needed for carb clean. Also, we were having problems with the starter. We realized there was a wire missing from a resistor, so we're, we burned up two brand new starters. Put the old one back on and worked. And now when he cleaned the carb, silver's nothing wrong to put it back on. He bent the float. Yeah, Neil say he bent it so that it would not run. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! Oh, man. I'm not sure. Were you ever the year, at the year that he actually tried pulling it in the Go Fast class at Armada? You know, I have not had access to the video of that. I think that was 2004 or 2005. I'd have no. I know I don't have it, and you know what? Though that, that brings up an excellent point. That's a, and and that is going to be the clip of the day tomorrow, because that's something that I we hear and I hear a lot of the time, and it really pisses me off. This idea that you know I've got to have X, Y, Z, and be competitive and be right on the the point of. Uh, the class to be competitive and, and I'm not going to pull if I don't. I have video from Goodles back in, I believe it's 2001 of Tony Capozo. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. On the 70, the John Deere 70 running with diesel pro stock. <laughs> and he has, you know, he's got the full fire suit on. He's got a helmet. He's got a blanket around the clutch 
on a two banger, <laughs> a, a 700 cube two banger that's maybe it couldn't turn 2,000 RPMs with a thing that's life dependent on. I I pulled the tractor myself at Minden City. This thing couldn't turn 2,000 RPMs with life dependent. On. But their modified was not competitive anymore. They were building a new one, and uh, you know, but they still wanted a pull. They wanted to be out there. They wanted to go for that that paycheck, what was available to them as a finish, finishing position. And so they entered at Goodles in diesel pro stock against these tractors and, and out, out horsepower didn't, didn't matter. They were going to get that night. I, I'd have to, I'd have to do some archeology span to find the, the, the result sheet. They probably finished fifth, <laughs> fifth place money for bolting on some, Ballistic blankets and a fire suit they already had and a crash on. They were just there to go pulling. This idea that this stuff that I hear today, if I'm not competitive, if I'm not available to go number one, I don't want to do it. You know, get, get your prima donna ass down off your high ass horse and go drink some pond water, would you? Because you know what? There's a lot of guys who came up through the ranks who learned their way. The Danny Deans, the Esden Lanes, who sucked shit for so long and learned how to go pulling and and ran with used and substandard and secondhand parts and learned their way. You don't have to come into this sport and be king shit right from get-go. I'm sorry. No, you don't. And that's a big problem. Oh, yeah. And do you want to know one who actually couldn't figure it out for a long time? Morris Stein. No, he couldn't, and he was asked at, at an elderly age, hey, you want to write a book about everything you know about pulling? And he just smirked and said, nope, boys will figure it out. Yeah, because even I was talking since I announced this past season for MT Pocket Pullers, one I just clung around to get what information I could was Ralph Richardson. How he remembered hooking up two turbos to a Ford 6000 at 200 pounds of boost. No water injection back then, they didn't have that. And somehow that thing lived. It melted clutch plates, but it lived. He said the one who couldn't figure it out was Morris. Yeah, and Morris was revered—he's revered around here as being a legend. Like you have footage of him, Armada with a yeah. Farmall 504, 153 cubic inches, winning the 6,000-pound class. Damn straight. Then he would take his six six fifty six with a triple six grill. I don't know why. Oh yeah, because it's lighter than um that. Damn bar grill that's we have just, on ours. That's just learning, It doesn't man. suffocate it. That's just learning. And he was going against, let's see, who was there at the time? Tom Harmon, Preparation H. There was um Dave Valentine with, I can't remember the name of his ACD21. Part-time. Yeah, I believe, actually, even Kenny Measel was there with, um I think you might have seen, yeah, the, old, the original Mining for Dollars, I believe, was in it. Could have been Irvis Measel playing part time or pulling part time. Might have been Measel pulling part time. Probably. Well, it wasn't that far apart though. Mining for dollars started ninety five, I think. Five, yeah, I think you're right. Four or five. Yeah, ninety six it turned to a parts tractor. Yep. But yeah, you see more Stein with this. It was at that point a go fast, turning what maybe 200, 250 horsepower at most mm -hmm. on good day. Yeah, Running up against back then. super stocks with three to four turbos, 
in a top-notch pro stock. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just run to run it. Like, honestly, I'll tell you, for Heroes and Legends, one of my Heroes and Legends actually is Spike from the Armada Fair. Oh, yes. Orville pulling team. And those who don't know Spike, he's a guy that has, like, the what, get down four farm. teeth? Four teeth at most? He's, he's down to maybe one and a half. Yeah, how he has his hat and on. That's not fair because, yeah, no, the, the Burville pulling team, his tee, his, that, that button down shirt, there's guys who would kill for one of those, me included. And uh, yeah, he comes out on that Massey, what is it, a 65 on rice tires? It, yes, the rice cane the, tires. The rice cane tires in the 9000 farm. And he, it, it works. It's competitive. And he has stickers with his name on it. His oh, like what? His kids' names or maybe kids grandkids' names, names. Grandkids' names. When his he won, address. His when phone he, number. When he won the four <laughs> on, yeah. It's not paid on. It's stickers. No, yeah, it's the legit like. Like you got stickers from a VCR tape the, to put on your show. The stencil and that's stickers used. you can get at Ace. But, uh, you know, hey, Spike's, Spike's awesome. Oh, yeah. He would tip his hat to his family in the crowd. Yes, he would. Then he'd go on and he, he'd pull. What, now, let me, let me ask you this. Maybe you remember this. Going back to the, this would be going back, you'd, you'd be a little kid. Back to the 80s. Oh, I wasn't alive back then. <laughs> you're old. Crap. Crap. Yeah, you're right. Do you remember, was it a toy? who had uh, an XT series Alice Chalmers, probably in the 9,000 farm, that had the wheels painted black, always wore a cowboy hat, and would just tip his hat going down the track, high wheel stand. Was That that was a toy, was it not? We had toys full. I think that might have been Patty toy. I think it was Pat, and I remember that as a child. My earliest memories of Armada in, in this infection goes back to 1981, sitting on my dad's shoulders. And at that point, I'm, you know, I'm, not even, I'm two and a half. Actually, it might have been 1980, one and a half even. I remember, I remember Joe Stack. I remember Wilcox. I remember that Alice. And I think it was a toy. I think it was your family. And yeah. that was, that was so formative in me. And uh, you know, you beyond that for for me, the, the IH love always will go back to the international harvester that Harmons had, the preparation H number one, the triple triple six six eighty six. I don't remember which. The original preparation H that uh, Craig Harnish now runs is in just matter. That it, I'm I'm so psyched to get to go to um, half century of progress show in August and and get to be there and see that tractor run again because. What? That mm, that machine, that's it, man. That's it for me. F1 tractor, I want to see what happened to it, was um, the original Screaming Demon, because I know after Nixon passed in, what, 2000, 2001, it went to a family that pulled quite actively in light superstock and ATPA. Good, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Charlie Nixon had it. And then after that, good question. I'm not sure. I thought sure it was Tom Nixon or something or like that. Or, or maybe my, my time, yeah, Tom Nixon. Yeah, excuse me. Yes, you're right. Tom Nixon. After that, I don't know where it and went. And he passed, and uh, and Nixon ran it for more years than Jerry did. Like Jerry only ran it for point. about two years. Yeah, Tom ran it for 16, 17 years. Don't know what happened to it after it was sold. But yeah, knowing my cousin Patty, I think it was him. I might have to ask one of my cousins, though. More than likely, it probably was. 
But yeah, that's why I say, like, I just look at Spike. He just goes there to have fun. Yeah, that's all it was about. I always say, I want to be like him. The day I care about winning is the day I quit. Me too. And Andy, he got a little competitive. Let's just put well, it that way. Every one of us, is we're, we're all frustrated pullers. We all want to win. We all want to. But he always wanted to run for points. It's, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. Yeah, I just want, yeah. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. I, I get the championship piece of it, but I also get the the go for the wins. We're closing out on an hour, and uh, this will be the start of it. Yeah, we're probably going to have part two. We're, we're for sure going to have a part two. We barely even got into a whole lot. Probably even a part three, part four. And I need a rant, too. Yes, you do. <laughs> you, you familiar with the rant intro? I don't remember after a while. Bring that shit and mean it. Okay. <laughs> well, this is going to probably get a few people around the thumb around the state of Ohio, the cesspool known as Ohio, Indiana, Minnesota, Wisconsin, you even got, into you, Pennsylvania. Have you got one time? Oh, I got one. It's going to get everybody in the polling community. All right. Let, let's, let's, do, let's do one thing. Let's take a potty break. Let's take a pause. Okay. We're going to come back. We're going to come back. <laughs> And Aaron Armstead is going to hit you with a rant. All right, let's do it. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist at Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com. Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call, 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement. Welcome back to Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh in the Dirty Hooker Diesel Studios. For our remembrance show of <laughs> one of our founders. And not to seem trite and uh, cheap, I guess, whatever. But sincerely, thank you to uh, Tony Burkhart and uh, uh, Kirsten Ramsey for being behind what we do here. And also thank you to Wade Reg and Ryan alone at Diesel Freak and uh, um, the the Shemans up at Prime Diesel and Automotive up in, in Petoskey, Michigan. Ed Shoebridge, uh, his and Pika dealership here in Southeast Michigan. And also Brian Lively at The Hook Magazine because you guys really underwrite this thing. And also Dusty Price, PMS Marketing and the... Um, Phil Wright, Bacon Bits, Mini Rod, and Pro Bell um, Clutch Housings for being behind everything we do here because we really, really can't. There's a lot that goes on that we need that help from those guys. And uh, 
lots of excitement, lots of things to get to you for the 2019 season for another show. But in this one, a lot of, a lot of those things, a lot of those deals really did belong to Andrew's participation because he was, his role was the business drive behind this while I, I'm not that guy. I'm not. He could talk to all of you. He could be friends with you. He could be first name basis with you. He could forge that relationship that I just can't do. I'm too much of a geek. I'm too much of a creative. I shrink into the background and I'll come up with these kick-ass videos and audio and all this other shit to support what you do. But in terms of forging that relationship, he really did that. Mm-hmm. And and thank you to you guys for believing in what we did because it really began with him reaching out to you. No, see, didn't get one sponsor that you should have gotten. Budweiser. Yeah, well... They got that for free. I know. Each pull of the can. Yeah, each pull of the can. I just wonder if I had all the returnables from what you had from each podcast. There were some nights. There were some nights. There were some pyramids built. I could afford my ultralight. (laughs) That's not necessarily the way to go. That's not necessarily what we want to be going forward, but... No, but it was good times. Yes, I was. 100%. Mm -hmm. I'll cherish every single one of those memories. I'd say I knew them through my entire life, so I remember the good and the bad. I'm just going to remember mostly the good. That's all we can do. So is the time to rant? Oh, you want to rant? Okay. Let me me give you, we we previewed it, but let me give you your your proper due, and uh, (laughs) we're going to have an Armstead rant come at you. And I want that to be, uh, uh, yeah, L- let me give you the proper intro. A special presentation of Sidetracked by Armstead and Posh, presented by Dirty Hooker Diesel. A rant from Emery. Armstead. Ah, yes. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the other Armstead here. Going to talk to you about one of the most important parts of the sport of truck and tractor pulling. After all, besides what? The smoke going from white to gray to black. The slipper crunch will engage. The 24-5 tires will begin to spin. And we have liftoff. Besides that, and maybe green lights on a slide, green flags fly. What is the most iconic catchphrase in the sport of truck and tractor pulling? You may have to adjust the audio. I'm probably going to lean back. I'll tell you what it is. From Keith Braley himself at Bowling Green, Ohio. That was a sign that you made it 300 feet down the track. You did what most people don't know what it is anymore, a full pull. 
meaning you went for full distance. And what do you then do? You adjust your weights, you gird your loins, you change your gears, maybe take a pee, and then you go back and pull again. And it was a thing called a pull-off. Now you wonder how pull-off got its name online. Yes, from the very idea of the pull-off. 300 feet meant something. Even in the arenas, 150 feet, 200 feet, 275 feet, whatever it was. A full pull meant something. It meant you made it. You were not just some Joe Schmo that went further than the art guy in the sand pile. You actually went the full distance. You did something. I'm 81 years old and I'm in good shape, but I can't stand that bull Exactly. 300 feet was a touchdown. It was a home run. Well, I didn't know they made ninth place ribbons. Exactly. That's what it feels like now. Instead, now, they have a floating finish. That made sense for Enderly Poff because it is a pull-off. What's the damn funny? This isn't a float-off. It is a pull-off! The whole point of the sport... The sport of truck and tractor pulling was based around the full pull. Even back to deadweight pulling, it was 10 feet. You knock the little thing down on the stone boat, mean, hey, you did it, we're gonna put more weight on, and you get to try again. So taking away the full pull is taking away a valuable part of tractor pulling, which has been around longer than that damn transfer sled has. Do it! Get it done! And now they say, well, technology progressed. They can only run so many times. Don't forget, the sled has gotten lighter. Because just look at John Ohmbaum's article in The Puller. They did have 60,000 pounds on that sled, how they did it. They put 8,000 pounds in a one-ton truck that his wife drove right behind the semi. So yeah, there was 60,000 pounds in the sled. They could put water in the pan. Those things were heavy. Now what? Maybe 40,000 at most? I can count the number of weights even if they're running on the super semis. What? Three, four, five at most? There's nothing for weight. Those sleds are light as can be and they're allowed for you to go wheel distance. You can go 400 feet. I'm sorry. This is not the Bonneville Salt Flats. This is not how fast you can go. This is how much power it takes to pull that heavy thing down the track 300 feet. That's why the distance markers still stop at 300 feet, or even 330 feet. Honestly, I don't like 330 feet. I don't even like 320 feet. 310, yeah, it's fine. The 310 bubble. It had suspense. Like in four-wheel drive class. Okay, yeah. Rob Foster's up on deck. And Scott Phillips is on the bubble. Meaning he might get knocked out. So you're honestly hoping that Foster does. Or you don't want Foster to do it. It had suspense to the crowd. It gave a story to tell. Not just, oh, he went 345 feet. Oh, wait, he just went 345.5. Who cares? They went the full distance. Off that goddamn music. Now, people are cheering when it goes 300 feet. You want to know why they cheer for 300 feet? Because they remember it meant something. Look how loud I have to yell. I'm sorry, but this has been an ongoing thing that has driven me nuts. Every single club in the country now runs a floating finish line. Why? It's boring! Shut your goddamn ass up! It's just too boring, this damn racetrack, this damn drag strip crap going on. 
And it's not just INTPA, not just PPL. I've seen it in the TTPA. I've seen West Michigan Polar, Southwest Ontario. Outlaws, you are the worst people of doing that. Remember seeing one one pull where for the first pull in the class for 4.1 went 375 feet. I'm sorry, but that is too damn far. I agree. If you're going to pull 400 feet, have a 350 foot cone, a 400 foot cone, even a 500 foot cone. I have 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 2, 6, 2, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 50, 6, 50, 6, 50, 7, 7, 7, 50. I don't recall asking your opinion. <sighs> Just stop the tractors. I know you sled operators can. I know of a few that can. Should we replace y'all with them? Actually, I wouldn't mind. I like their sleds better. Wow, that had what I really like in a story. And, and... But yeah, it added trauma. It meant something. It's like saying, okay, yeah, we're playing football, but instead of having touchdowns, we're just going to keep running the ball. Nobody's going to watch it. You have to have an objective. Going as far as you can, eh, it's just boring. Instead, it gives something... That way, any man can do it. It's an everyman thing, not just the deep pockets pull once. Because anybody can make a 300. Oh, I, I like money. And when they could, it meant something because there, even a small cube's tractor could possibly go 300 feet. Oh, uh, uh, bye. <laughs> and of course, then, it went down the path. So that was your local guy versus a big guy. Like, it'd be Larry Guts versus Austin Lane. Whoa. Yes, I am. I even started a thing on pull-off. I started a thing on pull-off that got, oh, I couldn't tell you how long that thing was. I think it took up quite a bit of the page. But your way. What the hell is wrong with us? We think, oh, the fans want this though. They want to see us go 350 feet. Trust me. I've been a pull, I've been a fan of pulling for 23 years. I've been going to it since I was in the womb. Take it from oh me. Oh my god, who cares? Take it from me. Nobody wants to see the damn floating finish. I'm sorry, but this is just bullshit. And point that blank, I don't want this to happen anymore. I know of one club that still does a pull-off, and I count my blessings that I announce for them. God damn it! And believe me, I saw a pull that it added more to the show Having a pull-off and a flowing finish. Because guess what? You can stretch a pull longer. So if you only have 18 hooks worth, you can get more. I don't know where I ended. Here again, asshole. <laughs> but it's just something that pisses me off beyond all belief. This is not called float-off. This is not a flowing finish sport. Take away the full pull. Just kills the sport. Attempt to fill 24 hours of programming. Here's some bullshit that happened somewhere today. We've got some footage here of the bullshit which began just after 3 o'clock this afternoon when residents in this neighborhood were shocked to see this fairly common thing happening. Oh, you mean watching an outlaw pull? Thank you for not talking over the drops. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be able to stay audience idea. <laughs>
You got me now. <laughs> Honestly, this is something I wanted to do as a special episode, just <sighs> blowing finish versus full Paul. Yes. Well done. <laughs> so please, comments, please, please, please. Alcohol may have been a factor. Not in his case, but in mine, yes. <laughs> very, very much. If this is me sober, wait till I'm drunk. Oh, boy. <laughs> they call me the preacher, then. Yeah, they call you that anyway. True. Oh, yes, Detroit style. Very nice. <sighs> well, this is this has been a, a special episode of... Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh, and I'm thankful to have an Armstead back in the saddle here. And this is going to continue. We have uh, some other shows that we got to get to, and a season that is really going to get fired up here very, very soon. And, um, you know, in the next week or so, um, I'm going to be at the NTPA show down in Shipshawana. Uh, you'll find me during the daytime in the booth with Jess Performance. Um, talking about uh, all the good stuff we've got to offer from HSP. And then in the evening, um, shooting for NTPA and uh, preaching the gospel of DHD and Diesel Freak and all of our other partners. So, Oh, is Greg Randall going to be there? Yes, he will. Well, that's what I'm told. Can you give me his number? I want to talk to him about a few things. I can probably get you his number. <laughs> You'll say that rant might be a part of it. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Might get ugly. But um and also thanks to Dusty Price for everything he's put behind everything at Shipshawana and uh trying to make that event go and looking forward to uh, a new event at the, 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 the MEC center down there, brand new facility and everything they're gonna try to put on, try to make it like a I won't I won't, I'm not gonna subjugate it. It's gonna be it's gonna be top flight. It's gonna be on the level of Cloverdale and beyond. And um some some great classes on the docket and um I, we know who uh the majority of the competitors are. They're gonna be down there. So it should be a good show and looking forward to that. And on to the two thousand nineteen season and sidetrack continues with lots more. This is not the end. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. Wasn't that Winston Churchill? I think. Might have been. This isn't the beginning of the end. This is the end of the beginning. Eric Larson has a fantastic, a fantastic nonfiction writer. We're gonna. This could. This could go into the uh, required reading section of the website. Eric Larson has a. His next book comes in about uh, Winston Churchill and his time in World War Two. That may become a piece of uh, the sidetracked required curriculum. Well, I have a book that definitely should be, and I found it in my brother's book collection. Well, please share because if if you've got it and we get it, we can get a a cover shot of it. We'll po we'll post that. I'll just give you the title. It's the Michigan Madman, written by oh, the yes. Madman himself, DJ Potter. Potter. Yeah, of course. And you know what we have? I have in the library. I've got the film. Of that, you know, the, the there was a film they went with the book. I can't, I can't post the film because I don't have the rights to it, and that belongs to his his family. That belongs to his daughters, to the best of my knowledge. But 
you're right. We will get the book up there. Well, maybe we can make a deal with them. We might have some connections. Yeah, we could probably, we, we, yeah. Nothing promised, but we'll see. We'll see if we can make that happen. Because I do have it. I do have the footage. I I can post it, but I got to be respectful because some people have been, a lot of people have been very, very fortunate to, uh, very, very nice and, and sharing their video collections with us. And whether whether it be 16 millimeter, 8 millimeter, Super 8, High 8, uh, VHSC, VHS, you name it. If you want it digitized and put it in DVD format, get a hold of us. Get a hold of me um, through through Facebook, through the website. I don't care how. You, call me 586-405-4471, and uh, we'll put together a package for you. You'll find the the terms quite favorable for getting the conversion done. We've done it for several other people and um, happy to do it for you and, uh, and hopefully share some of some of the archival imagery that you have. Indeed, this is a sport that there's been, what, thousands of polls now throughout the years that the sport has been around and there's not that much footage. No, a lot of the GN stuff is out there. A lot of the indoor SRO, TNT USHRA, NTPA, winter time and indoor stuff and, and the GN stuff is out there. Hey, I'm not interested in that. Everybody's no. seen that. This is a sport I built see... on the county fair. It's based yeah. on the state level, NTPA, TTPA. I don't care. Even for a while when I was doing good, EMTPA. Yes, you got some of that local footage, some of that local flavor from wherever around the country that you are, and you want to preserve that. I think it's worth preserving and uh that's even dead weight even dead weight that's been a huge mission for us and we've we've got tractors i have an archive going of video that unfortunately i can't share a lot of what's in there because i don't hold the rights to it and i am i am careful for that i I do respect that as a photographer and 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 a a content provider i do want to be respectful of that but if it's out there and we can we can share it with the wider world, preserve it for you or, you know, somehow procure the rights to it. We're open to that. So get a hold of, get a hold of us and uh, we'll try to make it happen. Indeed. Uh, so time for our sign off. My name is Posh. I'm the other Armstead. Good night. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.